you have to get people results. Like that's important. You're going to make sales. If you're getting people results, like think about it. Anytime you go to Amazon, you see two products. They're literally the same exact price. They're the same thing. Which one do you pick? The one with more reviews. Welcome to the business ownership podcast brought to you by awareness strategies, helping you navigate the waters between entrepreneurship and ownership. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelak, and I'm super glad that you're here with us today because I'm here with my most amazing guest, Cynthia. Cynthia, thank you so much for being here with us today. Oh, I'm super excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. Awesome. So give us a highlight of who you are and what you do for business. Yeah. So I'm a sales consultant and brand strategist, and I work with six and seven figure entrepreneur women who have service-based businesses online. And really, I just help them to skyrocket in their revenue by making sales super sexy and simple. Because to me, simple is sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. So how did you get into sales and personal branding as a thing? Um, honestly, I don't feel like sales is something that I do. I feel like sales is just who I be. Um, <laughs> I'm that woman who is obsessed with sales. To me, sales is, you know... The positive S words. A lot of times you'll hear people say, oh, sales is spammy, scammy, sleazy. And that honestly just breaks my heart. To me, sales is sexy. It's it's serving. It's a solution. I believe when I have a client who says yes to working with me, it's like I'm the start of their success. And we're going to continue with those S words, right? Um, so I really feel that I live my life purpose by serving people and helping them to make sales because you can be the best uh, uh, excuse me, consultant, the best coach, the best mentor. But if you don't have clients to mentor, well, then you're in trouble. So sales is obviously a big part of that. Um, and so I just think the, you know, the impact that I create with my purposes is super important. So I've been in sales my entire life. I've done everything you can imagine from the door knocking real estate. I used to be um, the regional manager for Jim Beam brands, managing big teams. I worked with very successful business consultants, uh, other businesses online. I used to work with um, seven, eight figure clients, like right from the get go, like really helping them understand sales strategies. So sales is my thing. It's like, it's, it's every part of who I am. And so I just, I love it. I truly am obsessed with sales and helping other people <laughs> to sell as well. I love it. And we're going to break down kind of how you do what you do, because what you do is very unique compared to a lot of other um, people that I've talked about that like to talk about sales. But before we get into that, so you've built up your business and now you're working with whom? Who's your ideal client or who comes to you most often? Yeah. So I actually, I work with a lot of seven figure women and mm -hmm. these are women who they made their money very quickly. Okay. So their first you know, two years are already at seven figures in their business. And a lot of them have done it through launching. And so they are doing, you know, the workshops, the masterclasses, the five-day live launches, conversion events. And again, I'm a woman in my corporate career who used to manage multiple million dollar launches. I know launching more than anybody else in this entire world, I bet. And um, what happens is now they're kind of realizing that, holy crap, I only know how to make sales when I launch, I'm dependent on launching. They're launch dependent. And that is very dangerous. It's very scary. And they realizing that, you know, they're doing well, but they're starting to plateau and they don't have that next move. And they want to make sure they get ahead of it. So, you know, many times people think, okay, well, my launch didn't go well, I should launch again. Or maybe um, our ads aren't doing well, so let's spend more. Okay, our sales team isn't converting well, so let's hire more sales. And I'm like, no, 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 no. So I help a lot of women to not depend on launching. If they want to, absolutely. Let's but make sure that we're actually converting more and not doing them as often and learning how to make consistent sales and not just into our easy flagship or entry level, you know, containers, but understanding that we can really fill our premium tiers as well and do that consistently. So I either work with women um, individually and help them. Usually that's when they have a smaller team or they're solopreneur, 
And then also I work with uh, multiple seven figure entrepreneur women who have large sales teams. And I go in and actually train their sales team, um, almost like a contractor where I learn all the different programs. I help them literally come up with how to do it and make those consistent sales. So that's what I'm really all about is consistent sales. Like having you be able to breathe in your business because it's all about being able to, you know, create a bigger impact but have more freedom and at the same time, make a whole lot more money. Cause when you're making money, it means you have more clients that you are serving. And that's the most important part. I love it. So let's start with the smaller entrepreneurs and work our way up because I think that the premise of what you're doing with them is very similar. And mm -hmm. if they can wrap their head around that level, then they can <laughs> grow up with you. So when you're working with somebody, I know that it's super important for you to have that high ticket item because in your mind, what's the difference between kind of selling low ticket items and a high ticket item? I literally recorded this podcast for my show yesterday. I said, what's the difference between a $10,000 um, program and a $35,000 program? And the answer literally is $25,000. <laughs> that's it. Like, that's literally it. And people are like, it's more bells and whistles. And no, it's not. It's really your confidence in order and your posture to be able to guarantee your results. You know, you're, I always think that money is the energy of commitment. And so when you're charging more, you're going to attract people who are more committed to doing the work. And that's important because we need your client to be successful. Literally your client's success, my client's success, Michelle, your client's success is your success, is your reputation. So we need to make sure that we are attracting people who are committed to the work. And that usually comes with having a higher price. And that's also how you're going to get testimonials and referrals. And for me, like I said, this is my God-given purpose is to help people get results. So we need our clients to get results. So really after, you know, in the beginning, um, very often we, we need that validation. We need to know that our confidence is behind getting people results then you have all that permission to clean that owner space. But, you know, there, there's something here that I've decided to rewrite. And for people who are newer, I'd love to just kind of have this conversation because it's something I'm really passionate about. But many people who start their own businesses usually are people who are like really high up in corporate. They're, they're the executives and they know what it's like to start from the bottom and climb their way up. And so that's the story that they have of success is climbing the corporate ladder. And when you get to the very top, you realize, well, fuck, like, there's nowhere else to go. And I'm capped. Like I can't make any more money. And I worked my whole life to be here, but now where do I go? And what happens is we sit on our phones one day and we start seeing, wait, who are these people in my feed? Like, what does she do? She's a consultant. She's a co where she's traveling where now she's making how much damn money. Okay. I, I should be doing something like this. So what happens is we then take the leap of faith and we become an entrepreneur and we feel like, oh, well, I'm new at this. So I should start at the bottom. No, like you have to remember you're an expert. Like you probably went to university, you went to college. Think about how much your corporate has invested in you and all the trainings you've had. Like, look at my bookshelf. I read all these books, right? Like, you know, all this stuff. So if you know that you're an expert at what you do, it's all about just energetically claiming that spot and having that authority and just focusing on getting the right clients in front of you to get that validation of that results. You, it's, I'm telling you, if you're going to do entry-level stuff, it's so much harder to sell thousands of people rather than get one person who is going to make up all the, the, uh, the same price for all those people. So I always like remind people, you don't have to start from the bottom and work your way up. That's just a story we tell ourselves. I'm living proof you can start from the top with the expertise that you have now and charge from that and become a premium uh, business right from the get-go. Nice. I love it. Well, and talk to me about how much easier it is to guarantee your success when you're charging enough to be able to get the resources that you need to be able to do that versus trying to figure out what the guarantee is when, when they're like, well, I don't know, but my clients, you know, it's varied and some get this and some get that. <laughs> Maybe you don't hear that. That's what I hear from uh, people. They're just not sure how to position that guarantee. So how do you well, talk to them about that? 
Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think if you're going to be having online business, it's it's not, you have to understand it's a business. It's not a passion project that we're talking about here. Right. So like, I'm not teaching about something that I read a book about and said, I'm going to claim my, I'm an expert in it. Like I've had 10 plus years of, you know, running giant corporate teams and running multiple million launches. And it's about really understanding how to pivot and position that into your own business. So it's, you have to have your own confidence that you are an expert at what you do. And if not, you need to still master your own craft, because if you're not confident in getting your clients results, how are they going to be confident in investing in you? So it's really just making sure that you are confident in what you're at and doing the internal work and doing the, 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 the self-mastery it takes to be able to support people because you have to get people results. Like that's important. You're going to make sales if you're getting people results. Like think about it. Anytime you go to Amazon, you see two products, they're literally the same exact price. They're the same thing. Which one do you pick? The one with more reviews. So you have to understand that like your testimonials, your validation and your confidence in getting people's success is everything. And so I think it's interesting because people always ask me like, Cynthia, like, how did you get fired from your corporate position? Long story. I still don't know what happened, but it happened. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad that it did, but you literally got started with no income coming in. You had no clients, no programs, no testimonials, like nothing. How did you create a multiple six year income in less than six months? And my thing was, is that I honestly just went to my ideal client who I knew I could serve. I didn't hide behind shiny websites or literary posts or do all these like busy things. I just went straight to the people that I knew I could serve and be a solution for. I really just earned their trust by claiming my authority and my credibility. And I showed them, I painted the picture of what can, can happen. And I used my past successes as my testimonial of what I've been able to do for corporate companies. And that really helped. So, um, that, I mean, that's a huge part of it is understanding, like you're, you have to be able to create that success. That's everything. Nice. So do you find that when people have had a C-suite position and they're going out on their own, that a lot of their resources are from people that they knew the networking that they had done in their previous position? Um, I mean, everybody's story is different and that's really important. Like when you get into entrepreneurship, you have to realize, and this is my big story too, that I had to learn and I looped over and over again, like nothing outside of you is going to be the source of your success or your happiness. Like it's not a coach or a mentor or because you came from this company that you're just going to be made now, right? Like you always have to be pivoting. You always have to be moving. Um, I will say though, for me, I, I was very fortunate because I was really um, successful in my corporate position that I had this, this almost engineered celebrity, would you say, because I was coaching seven and eight figure people, even though it wasn't my company, they were recognizing me. So when I kind of moved into a newer position, that, that expertise followed me. So that certainly did help. But at the same time, um, I, I, that's not it. You know what it is? It's, it's funny, but I take a lot of pride in how well connected I am. And people forget that it's called social media. Like people are like, Cynthia, how do you have, you know, eight figure people on your podcast and your first few episodes? The answer is I literally reached out and said, hi, like that was it. I was just like, hey there. So I really admire your work and I would love to you to be featured on my show. And, you know, how do you have all these people who are multiple seven figures, you know, being your clients in your first year of business? It started with a DM. It's like, hello, it's a connection. Like you and I, like we connected, we, we said hi to each other. Um, that's really it. You have to think about this. Where does money come from? It comes from people. And so if you have a great network and you have people around you who can, you know, support you, that's everything. Because every time you have a relationship, it's an investment and there's always a return that you're looking for, whether it's a sale, but also it's a referral or it's a cross promotion. How can we get in front of each other's audiences and support each other organically? So yes, it definitely does help. And, and what you have people that you're connected to, but regardless, 
get out there, like go find your people and just start conversations. That's really how it works. Nice. And so for people who have been running, say, three day events, they run three three day events throughout the year. Those are their intakes. How do they start to look at um, creating more consistency with that kind of income? Yeah. You know, I was just talking about this on a podcast I was interviewed for today as well. Um, we were just talking about how I used to launch like every single month because it would always would turn, but it's like in between what, what was happening. And, you know, again, I kept looking at models outside of me and I was like, Cynthia, you're a saleswoman, you know how to do this. And again, what it's about is really understanding your profit producing activities, your profit producing activities. I promise you are always going to be people like that's the thing. Like, so if you're like, Oh, but I need to write this copy. Like that copy needs to speak to your ideal client where she sees it and goes, Holy shit. Like that's for me. Like I need to connect with her. Um, it's about having the connection calls. It's about going to the network events. It's about being in that room. Like you want to be around people. If you have one thing to do today and one thing only, you need to know where your next sale is and understand it's all about nurturing. So like something that I'm really big into and I'm actually going to Orlando this weekend to speak to a networking company about this is having like a visual funnel. Like, so there's a sales funnel, but it's understanding that your eye always needs to be on the prize. Wherever you put your focus is where the momentum goes. And when I was managing really big sales teams, if I like called on you, it was like, Michelle, like, cause you're a salesperson. I'd be like, Hey, who's your next sale? And if you were sitting there like, um, hold on, let me go through my DMS or like, let me come up my folders or, you know, like, I'd be like, Oh my God, you're like, no, you had to make a sale a day in our company to like be there. And so, um, really it's about understanding like who is being nurtured, who is being the most qualified. And are you really making sure that you are helping to support the relationship that you have with that person? Because you have to understand when you are making sales, especially if you're doing high ticket, it's all about earning trust. Like that's what it's all about. Nobody has ever given somebody $10,000. I hope she helps me. I don't know if it's going to work. Like you have to establish the fact that you know them, you know where they want to be and you know the tools and how to get them there. And you're constantly nurturing them and supporting them, whether you're sending your assets, such as your podcast episodes or YouTubes that highlight you as an authority figure, that you're really spending time with them and painting the picture that it's not just cookie cutter or their credit card number, that you can really help them. And it's about being that relationship for them and letting them know you care about them as a person that you can really support them. So it's really making sure you're understanding your profit producing activities. And I promise you it's always connecting with people. Who's next though? Constantly keep moving and tracking the people that you are in connection with. Yeah. Nice. So let's take it up into the sales department. And when you're working with them, what happens when kind of their products or their services aren't as robust as they could be. So they're, they're not having the high ticket items that they could be having. How do you approach that conversation and with whom? Well, honestly, so I have this thing where since the day I started my company, I decided not to work Fridays and now it's actually Mondays and Fridays. And the reason is, is because again, I was a saleswoman. So if you needed a phone call at two o'clock in the morning, cause you're in Australia, like I'd be on that phone call because I needed to make that sale. And it's not that I'm not working on Fridays. It's not that I'm working in my business, like, or on my business. I'm like in it, or I said that wrong today. And you know what I mean? <laughs> what I mean though, I'm, I'm giving myself permission to be the CEO. A CEO, your whole entire job is to be the visionary. It's to be the shot caller. It's to be like way ahead. So what am I doing on those days? I'm playing with imagination. I'm playing with curiosity. And that's really all about like what feels good and how can I add value? And at the same time, like what would be fun to do? And it's important to understand like no matter where you're at, how, who can you help and how can they clearly see that value? And you and I were chatting about this actually, I think um, right after we filmed my podcast, we were talking about really being able to see ahead for your clients too. 
So if you have entry level things where they're coming in, maybe at the 111 master classes, then they're getting into flagship offers. I promise you, if you're doing a great job, when that client finishes after 12 months, you don't want to be like, bye, great. Nice working with you. See you later. Right? Like you're like, no, you want to keep a client for life. So what do will they need next? And you kind of have to see the evolution of your client and how you can continue to support them. And then what happens is you continue to create these tiers. And some people, this is the best part, is they don't have to come through the entry and work all the way up. Some people are going to see your, your higher tier, maybe your mastermind, your VIP day, your one-on-one work, where you're charging top dollar. Again, an hour's an hour with your, when you're, with, whether you're with 100 people or one person. Now, of course, I'd like for you to help 100 people and get paid by 100 people, but anybody that still gets you for that same hour is now your premium offer. I want you to be able to have that because somebody just wants to come straight into that as well. They don't have to climb that. So it's making sure you don't just have one thing they're relying on. And that's how you bring multiple streams of income into the same business is having different tiers to support different people. Thanks. I love it. So if somebody's just kind of starting with their, maybe their online offers, they have, uh, they've had others, but now it's like, what do we do on the online one? Do you recommend that they have to start with kind of a, a tripwire or whatever they're you refer to them as, or is it, does it make more sense just to start with that high-end offer? Well, or somewhere in between. My brand is called Inner Feminine Beast. <laughs> Inner Feminine Beast is my brand. And I always say that um, one of the IFB mentalities is not this or that, it's this and that. If you can hold space for it and it's like, it's enjoyable for you, why not make money in multiple ways? Um, I'm kind of an oddball, but because I came from a, a company where we were just doing such massive scalable offers, I was like, I love the fact that I could do group coaching and maybe meet with my clients one time a week. So I work one hour a week and that's, you know, how I serve my clients. So I started with scalable programs, but I think that's kind of opposite of what I would recommend to most people now. I think it's pretty cool if you actually start with your one-on-one, -on -one, if you're going to do that, because you're going to be charged more right away. And that's my job as your consultant to help you to make money quickly. But at the same time, you're really going to build your posture and you're going to figure out like, oh my gosh, this works. And I love doing this. And I know I can get my client results. Now let's bring this to the masses. Like, let's make this maybe not as high touch, obviously, because working with you is a premium offer, getting that time with you. But how do you scale this? So you can do both though. I've, I've started with many of my clients and they like literally right away. We came up with one-on-one -on -one and scalable. So they decided to get some one-on-one -on -one clients by going directly to their ideal person, having the right conversations and showing them, I know who you are. I know where you want to be. And I have the steps to get you there. And then at the same time, being able to create a launch while we were getting those sales. And in their first month, brand new businesses making $20,000 from being able to do this. So um, yeah, it's not this or that. It's, it's getting the structure, the strategies and the systems in place and the support from somebody who's done it to be able to see that it's possible to do both. Absolutely. Do you see any changes in the current marketplace of things that used to work really well that it's like, uh, it's not going to work. Don't even waste your time on that. And other things that are like, this is on fire right now. Yeah. Launching. <laughs> launching. Okay. So this, I'll be honest with you. So again, I worked for a very successful business consultant and we were like one of the biggest names out there when it really first started doing like these, these launching strategies. So these five days, 10 days, oh my God, marathons of these, you know, workshops. And we did well, like, I mean, there'd be like $600,000 months and then we would do 700 and then million. Woo. And then holy shit, March, 2020 came. Okay. And we all know what happened. All right. This is like COVID and we did over $2 million, like nothing different. Boom. That many people. And it's what was happening in the market. Many, many successful consultants were who would meet their clients online or excuse me, in person said, oh man, 
I need to pivot. And so they bought their expertise online and then became very successful. But at the same time, what happened is many people who are not experts said, oh crap, I lost my job. I heard this is life coach thing, right? And all of a sudden said, I'm going to be a coach online without the expertise. So now you have this mixture and combination of people who are experts and who are not, and it's just a flooded market. And the strategy that everybody was learning was how to do a live launch, how to do a five-day workshop masterclass. And my goodness, they did work. And I'm so grateful that I learned the strategy because again, I created my first multiple six figures in that short time period because of launching. But what happens is, is that there's so much noise. People who are experts, people who are not experts, just go through your feed and see how many people are asking you for ads to come into their Facebook group to do this thing. It's very saturated. It's very noisy. And what I'm noticing too, is that when you're in business this was, and you're starting, you, you're going to want to increase your prices, your, your investment. You're like, okay, yeah, so many people are getting so many great results. I know I'm worth more. I want to charge more. But what happens is when you start launching, I've noticed because I've worked with so many teams that you're going to hurt a certain number where you're not going to be able to scale anymore. And I notice this number is usually around $1,500 a month. That's your payment plan. Once you go over that, your launching is not going to be working for you. And for most people, I highly recommend because of their expertise and because of the validation they created that they should be over $1,500 a month. So it's like, they're starting to really plateau. And they, again, they think the answer is pay more ads, hire more salespeople, launch again. No, that is not it. You need to learn to consistently sell, sell and do your profit reducing activities. Like that's where you need to be not putting band-aids on it, but actually fixing it. And then using your launches as sprinkles on top, do them quarterly. If you're launching every month, people don't buy because they're like, I'm just gonna get more free shit next month. Like it's, you know what I mean? Like it's, you're really devaluing yourself. You're watering it down. Um, what am I seeing doing really well? Oh, really, really well. Um, it's my new thing. Uh, I'm just obsessed with it. Two, number one, in-person events. We can do them again and there's nothing like it. If you want to establish a relationship and really earn trust quickly, there's nothing better than high-fiving your, your ideal client and hugging them and having your hands in their business or really just having them be in your energy and aura. Um, my first event that I hosted was um, about, it was in October. And I honestly threw this giant party just to do it. <laughs> like I, I, I rebranded, my non-compete was finally done. So I just felt like a free woman and I was ridiculous. It was way over the top. Um, but I invited all of my you know, mentors from the past two years. I invited so many of my um, VIP clients, my colleagues. We had eight-figure women, multiple seven-figure women in the room. And then we opened it to the public as well for them to just be in our community and to experience a good time. And I didn't even sell at this event. Like I didn't even sell. I was like, no, this is a party. But we still made, you know, multiple six-figure sales from this event. And I thought to myself, well, what happens if I actually sell at these events, right? So, I mean, we've had a great success with this. And now I'm teaching all my clients really how to have great um, in-person events. And for me, I only have one team member. Like, I only have one person on my team. So I don't invest in overhead like that. I invest in going to the right places to be in the right rooms with people. Power proximity is real. So in-person events is definitely where it's at for establishing um, uh credibility and earning that trust. The other thing is exactly what you and I are doing here. And I know you know that because I think you said you have five of them, but podcasting is the smartest thing ever. Um, I've been able to monetize my podcast significantly. I think now um, it's February as we're recording this. My company's brought in over $160,000 in sales just from podcasting. Um, it's, it's the best thing ever. And again, it's because you're literally in people's ears. Like they feel like they know you. If you're listening to the show right now, are you in the car? Are you on your walk? Like, are we literally in your ear pods in your head? It's like you, you're in your client's 
mind and their thoughts and they have private time with you. They start like they know you and they look forward to you. You build a relationship. And again, that's what it's about earning trust. So it's never been easier to make sales. Um, and again, it's, it's through this little box that we're all able to connect. And so, yeah, those are the things that I really recommend to all my clients is like, if you can do in-persons, do it. We even have local meetups and it's like fantastic. Um, and then also the podcasting for sure. Nice. I love it. So when you're doing local meetups, networks, things like that, how do you walk into the room? What, how do you approach that? And kind of, what are you looking for? Where's your mind, where's your mindset at? When I'm attending other people's events yep. or what yep. am I own? other people's yeah so um the the thing about it is really (laughs) this is the funniest part I hear from so many people like oh man I don't like doing that you know you don't understand I'm an introvert and like (laughs) this may come off like kind of intense but like I'm just gonna say because this is how I feel about it like I just think that's an excuse because it's never easy for anyone okay because sometimes I host my own events and I'm still nervous to walk into that room because everyone's gonna come up to you and the thing is you the only way to to get good at this is get comfortable with being uncomfortable. All right. And stop labeling yourself as something you don't want to be like it. You don't just wake up being confident. You have to do the thing to become confident. And so you just go in there and just understand that vulnerability is your biggest superpower. Just be a real person. And like, sometimes joke around like, isn't this awkward, but Hey, nice to meet you. I'm going to make sure I make (laughs) an investment. So this is how I do networking events. And I, I'm not there to talk to every single person. I understand that my time is my biggest asset. So I'm very intentional. I really go in the room and I kind of feel out like who is the power players or who's the people that are really going to support me. So it's not just about frolicking about and making friends. I can do that on the weekend, but if I'm there for business, I'm intentional with that. So I always look for like the big players or the people that I know um, can really support me. When I host my own events, I'm really big into connecting people. I'm like, you have to meet her and her have to you because I want people leaving with business. I always end up hiring multiple people at my own meetups. And then I always make business on my own because I'm very intentional with the connections. Again, money comes from people. So if you're there, it's not just there to frolic, like think about who you serve and go up to them. Hey, I know who you are. I know where you want to be. I know how to get you there. And I'm here to establish a relationship to show you that I can do that. Yeah. Nice. Love it. So give us an example of a Cinderella story of one of your clients. Um, yeah, so I had, this is a really good one. So I had a client who was an amazing public speaker. Um, she was rated as top 100 in success magazine as entrepreneurs to look out for. She would be paid like literally that's her living to be paid to speak. And she would travel all the time. And guess what happened? Let's go back again to March, 2020. (laughs) And she was freaking out. She's like, what do I do? I have this amazing lifestyle. I know how to do all this. And we basically said, okay, with the skills that you have and the, the things that you teach, you are certainly qualified to be a coach, to be a consultant, to be a mentor, and really combining all of them. So I helped her in one-on-one work to create her first coaching program. And within the first nine days, she was able to make her entire investment back. Like she's a woman who was like, you know, really focused. And I always say like, give me an hour. Like I don't come mess around. Like I come so prepared and I'm not here to teach you a system. I'm here to help you come up with your system because it can't be, again, nothing outside of you is the source of your success. So she's somebody who literally went from, you know, really high to extremely low and was terrified on how would she ever get back and then be able to, uh, in her first month, ready, just like me, (laughs) literally no coaching program, no experience being a coach, never did it before. In her first month, she did over $20,000 in cash, like first month. And that's what I look for. Just so you know, like 
if, if you're going to be my client, it's a two-way fit. It's a two-way relationship. Like I'm never here to convince people or to pitch to people. I'm here to invite you into my, uh, my power and plug in because I'm here to go fast and I'm here to help you to find the skills to do it too. So I really make sure that when I'm like on a console or something that we know that they need to be committed and that it's definitely a two-way relationship. We're in it together. So that not everybody can do that. And that's why I don't work with everybody either. So what would some of the stumbling blocks be that they're having other than <laughs> March, 2020 to go, oh my God, Cynthia, I need you so badly. This, um, what do you mean exactly? Like what, what are they going through? Is it that they're not getting the revenue that they want, that they're tired of kind of the way that they're doing, obviously if they're doing <laughs> month to month uh, launches and, and that's not working for them anymore, but kind of where are they at in their business just going, Ugh. I think a lot of, yeah, I think a lot of people constantly are looking to find the next system. Like what is the next launching strategy? What is the next, you know, um, masterclass way to do like, again, like it, it's not what's outside of you. And I'm not here to teach you a system. I've had the benefit of working with thousands of entrepreneurs. And the cool thing too, is like being a saleswoman in business consulting, I had to learn every single type of business in order to sell it to them so that I knew how it worked for an attorney, how it would work for a doctor, how it would work for a psychic. You know what I mean? Like I had to like learn all those. So it really helps me not only to be great at sales, but to be a great businesswoman. And so when I work with like my clients, like what I do is like, I give you a smorgasbord. I'm like, look, these are all the things that I've seen that work. These are things that don't work, but let's still discuss them because they might be open to you. But I'm also going to use my intuition to suggest like which one I feel works best for you. And then you have to pick it. So again, we're not coming up with a system. That's where people screw up. Like follow this system. No, it's how do we come up with your system? Like that's how that works. And the other thing is too, it's almost always that they don't charge your worth. Like when you're new, it's like, oh, I'm new at this. So I should start low. Like I agree. We can leverage price increase, especially use some urgency. And at the same time, you know, I never really want to see you lower your pricing, but girl, that's way too low. Like, this is never going to work. I'm always like, well, what's your income goal? They're like, I want to make a hundred thousand dollars. I'm like, but you sell a $25 product. Like this doesn't make sense, <laughs> you know? So let's start in the thousands, like, because you can be so much less and just giving them permission and showing them that I did it and it's possible. Like it really helps. One more thing too, yeah. is people often think that they want one-on-one -on -one work. And I think that's important. Uh, I personally love one-on-one -on -one work. But whenever I work with my clients one-on-one, -on -one, I always put them in my group coaching too, because you can't do this alone. Like you have to understand, like, I know your normal friends in the world are like, you're crazy. What are you doing? Like, you know, you need people who, when you have your first 50 K day to be like, Hey, guess what? And have them celebrate you, have them motivate you, have them uplift you and say, great. 50,000 is fabulous. Now go for hundred. I know you can do it. Versus some people are like, okay, who do you think you are now? Like, you know what I mean? Like, so I think really surrounding yourself in communities as well, and not just wanting to do it alone is super important. I love it. So I know our listeners are going to want more from you. How did they start their journey with you? Yeah. So I think the best way to like learn more about me and more sales tactics and learn about, you know, other seven, eight figure women and the journeys that they go through as entrepreneurs is on my podcast, which is the inner feminine beast. Um, we just found out recently. I'm really excited that it's now top 2.5% of all downloaded shows on iTunes globally, which is pretty cool. And then if you want to learn more about my services, um, CynthiaStant.com is the way to go. And if you want to DM me, I'm always in my DM. I'm usually hanging out on Facebook though. And that's at Cynthia Stant. So you can find me there. Nice. And peeps, as you know, all of Cynthia's links are in the show notes. Just scroll down, go and click on those and continue listening. So Cynthia, at what point in life did you know that you're especially kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? That's interesting. Um, it, I always, I, there's a scenario and I've, I've call it feather brick bus. <laughs> 
And, or I, sometimes I say tap, tap, shake, shake, punch. <laughs> and basically if you have a desire and you know, it's there, I promise you, it's never going to go away. It's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger until honestly, something happens like a bus coming to hit you that you have to do something about it. So I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, but I constantly felt I needed to be safe and have the golden handcuffs and make other people's dreams come true. And I'll ride the wave with them. And God kept telling me like, no, Cynthia, you're an entrepreneur. And I would just ignore it. I'm too busy. I'm not listening to your, you know, your little feathers. Okay, Cynthia, I'm going to shake you. Things at work now are getting a little, you know, not as fun and a little bit more difficult and confrontations happening. I'm shaking you. No, no, no. It's okay. I can get through it. This is where I'm supposed to be. I'm going to ignore the desire. I'm going to ignore the calling. And all of a sudden, boom, bust. Guess what, Cynthia? You're fired by some HR girl you never heard of before, right? It's like, what? Like who and how? Well, that's the bus that literally helped me to become the entrepreneur. Because I'm honestly, I don't know if I would have done it. I don't know if I would have done it if it didn't happen that way. So I'm so grateful that it did. And I applaud those who have the courage to do it. Because I want to tell you, it's not about being fearless. I never want you to be fearless because that's that's dangerous. It's more about being able to gracefully walk with the courage. And one of my missions in life is to help women um, to not wait for the bus, but to take the leap now and get started with someone who can really support you with the right strategies, systems, and structure. And also the energetics. It really is so much more, not just what you do, it's who you are when you do it. That's everything. So yeah. I love it. You've been absolutely awesome. Any last words for our peeps? Um, well, it's kind of cheesy, but I always sign off uh, with my show. Maybe I'll sign off on yours the same way. I always say uh, my my mantra for life, acknowledge it, embrace it, see it through. And really, that's all about came to me meditation one day. It's about acknowledging that your past is your story, but it does not define you. It's about embracing right here as a new day, as an opportunity to see it differently. But most importantly, again, having the courage to do something about it, get up and move and see it through. Yeah. Nice. Love it. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. And I know how valuable it is. Oh, thank you. It was really a pleasure. Thank you. Peeps, thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share it with your friends. We love helping entrepreneurs grow. Okay. All right. So we're chatting after the show and I was like, oh, I should have mentioned this. You're like, no, we're pushing record. So um, this is something that I really kind of rewrote the script on. And again, I believe I'm the director of my life. I hire the actors. I fire the actors. I write the script. And so, you know, so many business coaches are like, okay, so your ideal client is who you were three to five years ago. And I was like, well, that doesn't light me up. Like, I love being the smallest person in the room. And I know the people that really can like pay me more are people that are more successful. And so honestly, the majority of my clients are financially speaking more successful than I am. But here's the thing about very powerful people. And the reason why they become very successful is because they understand the law of inertia. What goes in motion stays in motion. And it's far more dangerous to stop than to keep moving. And so they make really quick decisions. Like I'll be with a client for a VIP day and they'll have like a five minute break and they'll go take a quick phone call and they'll be on the phone call and they'll be like, Hey, yeah, I'm just checking in. Okay. What's going on? Okay. Yeah. hundred thousand dollars. Sure. Do it. 10,000 uh, pass on that one. Okay. All right. Hire her, fire her. All right. We're good to go. All right. Yeah. Give me this note. So I can be ready for uh for Fox tonight. Okay. All right. Bye. And I'm just like, holy shit, right? Like they just constantly <laughs> make really quick decisions because they understand if you're sitting on the fence, like your butt's going to start to hurt. Like you just need to say yes, you need to know. And it's much more better to keep moving. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to fail. And they understand that's just like a part of it. So keep moving. And that's how you get over the failure. And so I decided from the very get-go that like I can actually use my expertise 
to be that gold nugget that helps people to make more money. So I can charge $50,000 from the very beginning to help people as long as it creates, you know, six figures for them. That's really the definition of value is like, I give you something that's so beneficial that it's worth even more than what I'm paying you in cash. So, or you're paying me in cash. So yeah, like right from the get-go, my very first year, like my, like, I think my fourth month was a $70,000 cash month. And I was like, people are like, how? I'm like, because I just went to people who I know could afford me that I had that little nugget. That's how I work with my mentors too. They're not like breaking down how I do this step by step by step. We're literally just having big conversations so I can get like a hoss, like, and then I take it and run with it. And so that's, you know, that's kind of the interesting part of working with higher level people. You can certainly have way more successful clients than you technically, and that's going to get you there a lot faster. Yeah. I, I love that. And, and when I was working with, um, when I was coaching, a lot of people would ask that. I'm like, okay, somebody who's buying a Mercedes doesn't expect you to drive a Mercedes. They expect you to know about them <laughs> so yeah. that you, they can buy it from you. It's got nothing to do. They don't care where you live. They don't care what you drive. All they want to know is, do you have the information that they're looking for? And yeah, can they access it? I think too, it's understanding like what the difference is between a coach, a consultant and a mentor. And like, I like to be all of them, but people don't understand the difference. So a mentor is someone literally who had life experience and you just listen to their story and learn from their mistakes and what worked. Like they're not even really helping you. They just tell you what they did. Like, that's it. That's what a mentor is. Um, when you are a consultant and I call myself a sales consultant because I'm not there helping you do the work. I'm, and again, I'm not telling you exactly what to do. I'm helping you to decide what works best for you. And I'm going to use my expertise and recommendations, but ultimately you're the CEO of your company. I'm not here to, to hold your hand, be like babysitter. You're the boss. That's why I like working with high level people. And so they, they're going to call the shot. And then I support them with what they decided because that's theirs. A coach we use this word so lightly in the industry. It's sickening. Like a coach is like the hardest thing like that. You should be paid way more for being a coach because a coach, that's where the accountability comes in. That's where I hold your hand. That's where I walk you through the process. That's where I give you the check-ins. Like I've done all of that. Right. But, um, that's where you should be charging even more. So understand where you're at. And again, as a consultant, like I'm here to consult. Like that's literally it. I, I give you the advice you take it and run. It's not that level of support. Um, but it's because I have so much wisdom. And again, wisdom is different than knowledge because wisdom is like applied knowledge, right? So you, uh, you have that kind of expertise. You can charge differently. You can charge differently. So yeah, you're smiling because you're like, yep, I have this conversation all the time, right? It's like, it's a, <laughs> a like, I love that. It's, well, and it, I think it's important for people to be able to hear it from, from different people, from different perspectives because it hits home in different ways and they start to realize, oh, okay, I, I'm- I do have something I have, you know, whether it's 15 years experience or it's, you know, 35 years experience, you have those years that that other person doesn't have. Their journey was completely different. They have nothing that you have. And that's why they're, they're looking to you to go, Hey, what do you got for me? And you got to know there's people that buy off price and there's people that buy off value. You can't be available for the people that shop off price. I always say it's like Harvard, right? Like if somebody went up to Harvard, I'm, again, I'm not affiliated with Harvard, but we all know that <laughs> Ivy League school, if you go there, you're set up for life. If I go to Harvard, I'm like, hey, Harvard, like I heard you're great, but you're expensive. I heard the community college over there is a lot cheaper. Like Harvard's <laughs> going to laugh at your face and be like, I'm fucking Harvard. Are you kidding me? Like community college is great for some people, but like I am Harvard. And so Harvard's out there convincing people. 
they're conveying their message, sharing their truth and, and having validation. And so there's some people who will go up to Harvard and say, hey, I can't afford you. The price is high, but I know the value. So guess what I did? I went and got a loan. Guess what I did? I'm getting another job so I can afford it. Guess what? I'm literally talking to the cousin who I can't stand. I'm going to like, who's going to hold this over my head forever. But I asked for the money, right? Like you have to understand, like, it's not about price. It's, it's about value. And you have to know your value. That's everything. Yeah. Really good conversations here. I love it. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our show. I'm all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support that they need to make it in business. As such, the notes for this show can be found at our website at awarenessstrategies.com slash blog. Be sure to subscribe, give us a rating, I like five stars personally, and share with your friends.